Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is August 26, 2021 and week 134. If, you, if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord and as you can see from the title we'll be talking about is actually a question this week is it accepted by God because we humans we like to do a lot of things and it be our own will and we think that we're doing it for God and I know like I always said human emotion can get us in trouble you know we we may pray for something and we may have a good feeling about it but that's just because we really want to do it it doesn't mean because we feel good about it it's from god it's, it's it's just a lot of things you know we like to do a lot of things for our own righteousness and then the bible says our righteousness is as a filthy rags seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness so we have to make sure what we're doing is accepted by god because another thing we like to do is do some of everything and then slap the name of christ on it and then say that it is for God. So without any further ado, I'm gonna pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank you as always. We like to start by saying a prayer. So if you guys have an opportunity to stop, we encourage you to join in with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for another blessed day. Lord, we thank you for being such an awesome, a loving, a kind, a wonderful God in our lives. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you have poured down upon us. Things we don't deserve, Lord. Our life, health, and strength, and sickness, and soreness, and pains, whatever it is that we face, Lord, we still come before your throne of grace and we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so loving towards us thank you for being patient with us lord but we're asking that we will continue to grow in every phase every form every shape every fashion of our lives lord we need to grow in patience help us to be more like you let uh, the mindset that you have be in us lord we're asking that you would uh, intervene into all of our situations lord uh, help us to just have the right mindset the right uh, thinking uh, every day of our lives lord we're praying that no matter what happens to us that we will continue to remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm so lord we're praying all of these blessings in your holy name jesus amen and amen amen so is it accepted by god you know as you listen to so many people and melvin uh, kind of was was speaking about the same thing uh, as you listen to so many people we have so many ideas and we may pray on it and we say well i think god is telling me that you know i've even been wrong on things uh, along the same line thinking that god uh, is saying this is saying that so is it accepted by God? Is that God's will? Is it his will that we do this, that we do that? A lot of times we just want it. And since we don't see any red flags around it, we say, well, <laughs> if it were not God's will, then why would he let me get access to it? 
you know, I can go to the liquor store and say, well, if God didn't want me to drink, then why did he let me buy it? You know, we try to get smart. We say things like that uh, all because we want something. And so in the book of Hebrews, we're going to pick up uh, chapter 12 and we'll start in verse one. Now, we won't end here, but we will start in verse one. So let's pick it up, Melvin, if you will. Wherefore, seeing we also. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I gave you the wrong verse. In the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse one, Romans, Romans 12 and one. <laughs> I've been doing this all day. Uh, even when I began to think about this verse, my mind immediately said Hebrews 12. And I went there and I said, wait, that's Romans 12. In the book of Romans chapter 12, we're going to see what the writer says here. Uh, so I apologize about that. Romans chapter 12. And we're starting here at verse one. I beseech you, therefore, brother. Now, this is strong language. He says, I beg you. Brethren, uh-huh. By the mercies of God, mm -hmm. that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. That you present yourself as a living sacrifice. Now he's going to tell us how to do it, uh-huh. Holy, mm -hmm. acceptable unto God. Acceptable unto God. He said, I want you to present yourself to God. But now the way you need to do it is first you need to be holy. And we know God told Moses, take off your shoes because where you're standing is holy ground. So God even showed us way back then that when we come in his presence, we have to come a certain way. We have to be holy. And now. If we do it in a holy manner, you know, even besides that, he says acceptable unto God. See, there's a lot of good things that we do that we can do, but is it accepted by God? You know, that makes the big difference. You know, it doesn't mean it's a sin per se. There, there's some things that may not be, uh, may not necessarily be a sin, but it may not be accepted by God. Maybe he didn't want you to do it yet. Maybe it's something he wants you to do, but he wants you to do it later on. Maybe not right now. So what you're doing may not necessarily be a sin, but it's still not accepted. We find uh, someone do something not accepted. Now, his was sin because God told him God didn't tell him to do it that way. But when you look back at Cain and Abel, we find that the sacrifice that Cain gave, it was not accepted by God. God didn't tell him to offer the sacrifice of the fruit of the ground. He didn't tell him to offer anything from the ground. What God was asking for was a sacrifice that had blood. And so we know the story. Abel, uh, he offered the firstling of the flock. And God accepted him. And so everything we do in this life, we want, we should want to be accepted by God. You know, 
all throughout our lives you know we want a male <laughs> to be accepted by someone we say well i'm not gonna do this because they might not like it we're saying they might not accept it we want people to accept us you know if we're applying for a job you know what you want the person to accept you so we put our best foot forward <laughs> If we're trying to go to school, we want the school to accept us, whatever it is in this life. We want people to accept you. People, we might go to a new church. We want them to accept us. Now, of course, we want to accept them, too, because you're church shopping. But nevertheless, you want people to accept you. But now, how often do we think, does God accept this? Does God accept me in this condition? Of course, he accepts you. But now, just because he accepts you, he doesn't. that doesn't mean he's not expecting you to make some changes. Because he's God, he can do that. So, the question is, is it acceptable by God? Let's read that verse again, man. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by mm -hmm. the mercies of God. By the mercies of God of God uh -huh. that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service he said I want you to present yourself to God but you need to do it in a manner that's acceptable see we found in Job's day the sons of God went to present themselves before God and who else went with them the devil but we know his his actions are not accepted by God. He presented himself. We have so many people presenting themselves before God and not being accepted. You know, we're talking about this so that none of us will find ourselves in a position where God rejects us. You know, I want to see this happen because someone thinks. This won't happen. People think because God is so loving, he's not going to reject anyone. Uh, everyone's going to be saved in our mind. Let's pick up the book of Matthew and we won't stay here long because there is somewhere else I want to go. Matthew chapter 7 and 23. Let's go up to 20. Actually, go back up to 21. Matthew 7 and 21. We want to be accepted by God. But now it's going to take something. It's going to take something. Let's see what he says here. Now, this is Jesus talking. All right. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, bless you. Thank you. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, look at this. Jesus says, not everyone is going to be accepted into heaven. That's what he's trying to get us to see. Not everyone's going to be accepted. But now look at the people who he's going to reject here. All right. But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. It's only the people that did his father's will. Only the people that did God's will are going to be accepted. Let's see what he says. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Now look at the people not being accepted here. He's not talking about people that didn't believe in God. 
Look at what they said. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Didn't we go out telling people about you, preaching about you, witnessing about you, giving our testimonies about you? These are the people he's talking about. See, look at their response. See, they were not accepted. And look at their response. We better go back up and read that again, Melvin. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not? Hold on. You must have us confused. We're not so-and-so. You sure you got my name right? I'm brother so-and-so. I've told people about you. I've witnessed. I've prayed for people. I've prayed with them. I've given money to people. I've given food. I've given shelter. Hold on. You must have the wrong person. Go ahead, Mel. And in thy name have cast out devils. They said we cast out devils. We were calling on the name of Jesus. We've cast out devils. We've helped people overcome certain things, certain addictions, certain problems they've had. We've showed them you. You must have the wrong person. Go ahead. And in thy name done many wonderful works. In the name of Jesus, we did a lot of great things. We've built a lot of great buildings, a lot of big churches. We've did so much. You must have the wrong person. You have to. Let's see what his response was. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. They were not accepted. Now, I want you to notice the people we're talking about. We're not talking about someone who did not believe in God. Now, of course, we know those are going to fall in this category also. But we're talking about those who believed in God, those who were out witnessing, going over to this country, going over to that country, even in our own cities and states, telling people about the goodness of God. Even some of those people, he says, they won't be accepted. But why? Is because we did not do, someone did not do the will of God. Still, they were workers of iniquity. So he says, depart from me. He said, you're not accepted. Now, this is a sad thing, heaven. This is sad. We don't want to end up in this state. And so we go over these things so we don't have to. You know, the reason people, uh, health professionals, you know, the reason they tell you about these various diseases. I remember and I remember vividly when I was uh, I was doing some type of summer program. Uh, I believe it was at Valley State University. I remember doing a summer program and they had. Uh, someone who came in and began to tell us about different uh, diseases, different uh, STDs. They began to tell us about these things. 
And, you know, the reason they came to do that was to prevent us from falling in this situation. That was the reason they came to do it. We were uh, what high school kids. They were coming to tell us to prevent us. They weren't coming to give us bad news. That's what we're doing. Trying to do is to prevent someone from falling into this condition. Because right now we have the opportunity. We have this opportunity. And so just like that's uh, after we heard what they said, so many of us ignored what they said. And made bad decisions. Just like today, someone's going to ignore it, but it doesn't have to be you. So now. Jesus said, not not everyone that says, Lord, Lord. Oh, how I love you. Not everyone's going to make it in. Someone's not going to be accepted because they did not do what God said. Do I want to go? Uh, to the book of First Chronicles, chapter thirteen. I want to go and read. Now, there's many stories that we can look at of people doing things and not being accepted by God. But I want to look at this one. This one fell on my mind, and and I know I've talked about it. I can't remember if we did it on on the live stream or not but my mind fell back on this yet again and so let's look here let's read uh, let's start first chronicles chapter 13 and let's start here at verse 1 and david consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader now david he's getting ready to make a move here He's going to bring back the Ark of God, the covenant of the Ark. He's going to attempt now to bring this thing back to Bethlehem, where he resides. So let's see. Now, David was a man after God's own heart. We're not talking about someone not saved. We're talking about David here. All right. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, if it seem good unto you and that it be of the Lord, our God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere that are left in all the land of Israel and with them also to the priests and Levites, which are in their cities and suburbs, that they may gather themselves unto us. Everybody, let's get together. All right. And let us bring again the ark of our God to us. For we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. They want to bring down the ark of God. See, this represented God's presence. Now, God is not confined, confined to any object, but he allowed this object to represent his presence for that time. He did it for that time. So they wanted to go down and get the ark of God or the covenant of the ark. You know, the same thing. 
But now when you begin to deal with God, we have to deal with God in a certain manner, a in a manner that is accepted. God won't accept no mess. I think I've heard somebody say that before. He's not going to accept any old thing. So they were planning to get the ark of God, but now to do so, they had to do it in a certain manner. So now let's see what happens here. And all the congregation said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. Mm -hmm. So all the people, all the people said, man, let's do it. Let's do this. This is a great idea. And it was a good idea. They said, let's do it. All right. So David gathered all Israel together from Shehor of Egypt, even unto the entering of Hamath, mm -hmm. to bring the ark of God from Kerjath Jerim. All right. And David went up and all Israel to Bala, that is to Kir Kirjath Jerim, mm -hmm. which belongs to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God, the mm -hmm. Lord, that dwelleth between the cherubims. Whose name is called on it. All right. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab. You know, I love this. <laughs> it says, and they carry the ark of God in a new cart. You know, a lot of things that happen. We as people, let me put it this way. We as people, we do some things for a while. And you know what we say, man, man. I'm tired of doing that. You know, I, I need something new. You know, I, I just want to do something different. You know, I, I, I'm doing the same things all the time and it gets boring. I want something new. Now, in itself, there's nothing wrong with that. But now if it's something that God ordained, you better stick to the old thing. So in this particular thing, bringing the ark of God back, they were supposed to do this the old way. Sometimes people say that's old fashioned. That's traditional. I want to change it up. I want something new. So they did something new here. They did the wrong thing. Man. <laughs> they did the wrong thing. So. They carry the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of out of the house of Abinadab. Now, God had instructed them how to carry the ark. He didn't give them a new way. You know, people still do this today. Things that God has said. We claim that God has given something new. He hadn't. He hadn't did anything new. So now <clears throat> let's read what happens in verse eight. And David and all Israel played, bef played before God with all their might. You know, this is why I love reading this, because it's showing people, you know, we feel worship and praising God, man, we're doing something. And it's a good thing. But we feel that when we do this, Oh, we got to be right with God. We have to be justified with God. It said David and all Israel played before God with all their might. 
you know, they played with everything they had in them, singing and shouting, worshiping him, crying their hearts out. They were happy because they were bringing back the ark of God. All right. And with singing and with harps and with psalteries and with timbrels and with cymbals and with trumpets. They brought out all the instruments. <laughs> they were having a good time. They were having a glorious time. But the question still remains, is it accepted by God? Is it accepted by him, though? Because we find they did something new. They were using a new cart. Let's read. Read uh, verse nine now. And when they came unto the, the trashing, trashing floor of Chilin, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Now, God, see, we have to learn to see God because he's going to reveal himself. They were using a new cart and they had the animal carrying the ark. Sometimes we get lazy in life. And we say, you know what? We got these new inventions. I might as well let these inventions do it. I might as well use the animal to do it. But now I know us today, we're not using the animal much. Uh, we, we live in such a day of technology. We say, well, I'm going to let the technology do it for me. But now God had told them how to carry the ark. He didn't tell them to carry it this way. So God now allows the ox to stumble because somebody's going to get in trouble. The ox stumble and Uzzah put his hand to catch the ark. He didn't want the ark of the Lord to fall down and hit the ground. You know, this was a natural reflex any of us would have did he was only trying to catch imagine if you had a, a glass a glass on the on the counter if you see this thing about to fall over you might have tried to put it down which that's that's a very different circumstance but just for an example you might have tried to put it down and it didn't go down the way you planned to if you see it falling over, you try to catch it. Anything you see falling, you try to catch it. You know, I've seen people, people will try to catch a knife sometime falling because they didn't think in that moment, in the moment, they just were thinking, oh, it's falling. Even sharp objects, we'll try to catch sometime and then we'll say, oh, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> but now, the ark of the Lord they were instructed to never touch it. Never touch it with their bare hands. He gave them a way to transport it. But they said they're going to try something new. <laughs> they're going to do something different. So now Uzzah put his hand to catch the ark. As it was falling off of the oxen's back. All right. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him. God was upset. 
what they were doing. Now, think about where we are here. We're talking about people in the midst of church, people in the midst of a good time. I mean, people are shouting and dancing, having a great time. Playing all the instruments. Somebody said, man, that sure sounds good. (laughs) Playing new melodies, new tunes. Enjoying themselves. And out of nowhere, this man falls down dead. Is it accepted by God? See, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter just because we can shout sing and dance God knows I love to do those things but now I have to make sure that what I'm doing beyond that I have to make sure it's still accepted by God though I can't just come up with a good idea and say man this is a good idea (laughs) I have to make sure That God is okay with this. So in the midst of them singing. And now. Go back. Let's read verse 8 again. Because I want to make sure we point this out. Back in verse 8. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might. Look at. Look at who they were doing this for. And David and all Israel. All the people. All of them play before God. They all play before God with everything they had in them. Now, look at that. You know, if we see somebody playing music for God, singing for him, you know, what we say we say, wow, they're so anointed. <laughs> but now we have to make sure that what we're doing is accepted by him though we can't start coming up with some new stuff if we do we better make sure it's accepted by God some of the new stuff God said look you need to leave it the old way I don't want that changed now some stuff he might be okay with you know if we say well I want to paint the church a new color you know God might be okay with that but now Sometimes if we say, well, I won't see, I don't think God, he doesn't disagree with this subject anymore. You know, we come up with something new. See, we're overstepping boundaries now. So now they were playing before God with all their might. And all of a sudden, this man, Uzzah, dies. Let's read verse. Uh, let's read verse ten again. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. Now they went from singing and praising God to crying and being sad in a matter of moments. In a matter of moment, look at this situation and place ourselves in it because the devil sure will trick us into thinking, man, (laughs) I went to church. 
we sang, we did this and that. But what else outside of that? What are you doing outside of that? If is your life outside of that accepted by God, though? It is more than about singing and shouting. And again, I love to do those things. I like David. I play an instrument. Probably I probably don't play as good as David did, but I play with all my might with everything I have. But I have to understand that that's not enough. I still have to do things. Paul told us in the book of Corinthians, he said, look, do whatever you're doing, do it decent and in order. Whatever you do, do it the right way. Don't do it in the way God said not to. That's what got Cain in trouble. He didn't do it the way God said do it. And he still wanted to be accepted. Is that not us? We do things the wrong way and we expect people to accept it, especially God. Well, God know everybody sins. We know we shouldn't be doing it, but we still expect him to accept it because so many other people do it. It's not accepted. Now, when have we ever? Now, I'm not saying this hasn't happened, Mel, but I haven't seen it. When have we ever Maybe I have seen it I'm trying to think If you get pulled over You know actually I think I have seen people say that You get pulled over for speeding Do you tell the officer Well everybody else up here was speeding <laughs> We probably try to tell them that But the the moral of the story is It's still not accepted whether all 10 people on the highway were speeding or just you, it's still not accepted. So now, Uzzah, they went from praising God to dying. He died. All right. And David was, was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. David was displeased. He was sad. He was sad. So they left the ark. Go ahead and read. Go ahead and read verse 12. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? He said, How am I going to bring this thing home? After what has transpired here, how can we do this now? How can we do it? All right. So David brought not the ark home to himself to the city of David but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom and the Gittite. He didn't bring it. What they went down to accomplish, they didn't do it. They did not do it. But the reason they didn't is because the way that they did it. See, Jesus told us he is the way. If we do things the way God tells us to do it, it'll be accepted. They made it part of the way, but they couldn't complete the job. So now let's flip over to chapter 15. Flip over to chapter 15. Let's start at verse one here. And David made him houses in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of God. Now, 
David has now gotten over to some knowledge. See, knowledge really is power. The Lord told us his people are destroyed. See, Uzzah, Uzzah was destroyed for the lack of knowledge. He shouldn't have been doing that. But they should not have been carrying it the way they carried it to begin with. Lack of knowledge. Trying to do something new. They messed up. But now David has found out something. See, you know, this is why I love David. Because out of his mistakes, he corrected them. You know, we make mistakes and we just say, well, everybody else making them. So we justify the continuation of our mistakes. But David was different. He corrected his mistakes. That's what God is looking for. That's what makes him a man after God's heart. Because God, he knows we mess up. But he's looking for someone who will say, Lord, I messed up, but I want to get right. That's what God wants. That's what that's what makes him call us perfect. That's what true perfection is. Yeah, I might have messed up, but I'm going to get it right. I'm going to work at getting it right. That's what perfection is in the eyes of God. So now. Let's see what David says in verse two. Then David said, none ought to carry the ark of God, but the Levites. Now he's getting right. Only the Levites were to carry the ark of God. Uzzah never should have been carrying the ark of God. He never should have been doing it to begin with. Because God said so. Go ahead, ma'am. For them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. You know, I won't get into it, but see, everyone wants to preach. That's that's really what he, one of the things God is trying to show us. See, the ark of God represented God. And how we are to handle him. See, God gives his word to the preacher for them to handle it. That's what Jesus told uh, Peter. He told him how to handle him. Now, we, I won't get into that. Let's, let's keep going here. Let's, let's keep going. That, that's for another time. And David gathered all Israel together to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord unto his place, mm -hmm. which he had prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites. Now they're getting ready to do this. Drop down to verse 12 for me, Mel. And said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Mm -hmm. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for it. All right. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us. For that we sought him not after the due order. My God. He said, because we did this thing wrong the first time. We did it wrong the first time. So God, he had to show us. He had to punish us. It resulted in the man losing his life. But God needed to show that whatever we do, See, bringing the ark of God back to the city of 
Bethlehem, it's a good idea. It's a, a great idea. But they did not do it in the order that God said. You know, we have some great ideas today. But is it acceptable by God? That's what we have to find out. We have to do it in the order. Paul said, do all things decent and in order. Whatever we're doing. Whatever it is we're doing, do it decent and in order. So David, he now realized that. He said, look, we didn't do it after the order. There's a way that God wants us to do things in life. We have to do it the right way. You know, people. We do this and and we talked about it. I can't remember if we talked about that last Thursday or not. But even when it comes down to baptism, you know what they say, man. <laughs> We're going to come over something new. That's what they're saying by their action. We're not going to baptize the way that they were baptized in the book of Acts. We're doing a new thing. You know, you don't even have to go all the way in the water. You got your hair did. You don't have to get, get your hair wet. Oh, you don't feel like getting in. You don't have to get in. We'll just put it on your forehead. That's not the order that God said do it. And so we find ourselves not being accepted by God because we're doing it in the wrong order. Didn't mean baptism was wrong, but the way we did it was wrong. So the same way here, it didn't mean that going to get the ark of God was wrong, but the way that they did it was wrong. So David now recognized this. And now they were able to successfully retrieve it. And, <laughs> and this is where we get another. Let, let's read that before we finish it out, Mill. Let's read verse 15. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon. See, now, see, it, they couldn't use the ox. See, somebody said, look, we can just use the animal. They couldn't use the ox. They needed to put this thing on their shoulder. There's some things we just have to do. I know we got technology to make it easier. I know it's a lot of things that can make life easier sometimes, but sometimes, sometimes we just have to do things the way God told us to do them. Sometimes we just can't be lazy. So they put it up on their shoulders, all right? As Moses commanded, according to the word of the Lord. As God told them this in the first place. David said, this is the reason this happened to us. We didn't do it right. This is the reason it happened, because we didn't do it right. It wasn't accepted by God, all right? And David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers with instruments of music, mm -hmm. psalteries and harps and cymbals, sounding by lifting up the voice with joy. Now, <laughs> after getting this thing right, they're going to have an even better time than they began to have the last time. 
they're going to have a good time now, man. Because they have now understood where their mistake was. They understood now. We messed up. I want to go and get dropped down. Drop down to verse. Uh, drop down to verse 27. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen and all the Levites that bear the ark and the singers and Chenaniah, the master of the song with the singers. David also had upon him an ephod of linen. I don't think it's in this chapter. We, we don't have to go and get it, but this is where uh, we talk about how David danced right out of his clothes. Now, he was not naked. <laughs> he was not naked. He just came out of his uh, king's clothing. Uh, but this is where people, uh, if you've heard the song, I dance like David danced because he was happy to bring the ark of God down to Bethlehem. He was extremely happy, especially with all that had happened. A man had to lose their life for this. So David is happy now. As well as all the rest of the children of Israel, because wherever the ark of God was, again, the ark of God represents the presence of God. So wherever God is, that's where the blessings is. The blessings are wherever God is. The blessings are there. So that's what. They noticed, I can't remember where the ark was, but they noticed the people were being blessed just because the ark was there. You know, that's what we want. We want to be blessed. We want to receive a blessing. And so David said, we need to go and get that ark. We need to get it. So now. This is what we're talking about tonight. We just have to do things the way God said do it. So it's accepted. You don't want to be one of those people that Jesus spoke about. In Matthew 7, 21 through 23, really through the end of the chapter, you don't want to be one of those people where you can say, Lord, I, I praised you. I, I danced. Look, I, I played. The drums, I played the keyboard, I played the trumpet for the church for 40 years. Lord, I've been a deacon for 15 years, 20 years. Lord, I've been preaching all this time. Lord, we had three churches throughout the city. 20 churches throughout the world. Lord, we did all these things. And Jesus still replied that the Lord said, depart from me. They weren't accepted because somebody was doing something that God did not approve of. So we have to be careful. Scripture tells us to be careful for nothing. Just because it looks good might even sound good because I can tell you the music they played before Uzzah died. I guarantee it sounded good. <laughs> I guarantee that music sounded good. Because that's what got David into Saul's house to begin with. Because David knew how to play the harp. He knew how to play some music. So, 
we have to be careful. Do things that are accepted by God. So I thank God for you guys. I'm praying and hoping that everything we do in this life, that God would be pleased by, that we would have the testimony like Enoch, that we please God. So at this time, I do appreciate you guys. Uh, I do want to turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Uh, so thank you guys once again. I see we have a few comments. Um, Amy says, if it's not of love, peace, and understanding, it's not of God. <clears throat> and that is true because he is he is all of those things. I mean, we know he is love. He's peace. You know, he sent us the comforter. But that, you know, that doesn't mean we're going to be comfortable at all times in life because we are promised all things with persecutions. And he's definitely understanding. Then, So that's true. Um, David said they they're doing the right things, but their purpose for doing what they were doing was wrong. Their heart was not right and where it needed to be in the Lord. And he also says um, there is a way that seems right in the eyes of man, but the end thereof is death. That, that, that is definitely true. In his last comment, just because it's right in the eyes of all the people doesn't make it right in the eyes of God. And that's a, a shortcoming that we as human beings tend to have. We see the majority of people doing something and we see and we say, well, all those people are doing doing it. So it must be right. But that is not the case. If the majority of people are doing it nine times out of ten, it's not going to be right in the eyesight of God because most people are going to be lost. So I, so our goal shouldn't be to be like most people. We try to form ourselves to this world when God is trying to get us not to be of the world, but in it. Greater is he that is in you that is in Christ Jesus. You know, is there stumbling blocks everywhere? The devil is the deceiver of this whole world. And that's why we cannot be of it. You know, we the scripture says God made men upright when we sought out many inventions. Tony mentioned new things earlier. We talked about us trying to do the bare minimum to get into heaven the other night. And, and it can even be um, the example of Cain and Abel. Because Cain, he gave a sacrifice. That's what God said to give a sacrifice, but it wasn't the way that he said it. And it's just like baptism. It's a very specific way to do it. And we see how it's carried out each and every single time somebody got baptized. Yet, we want to call on something that God didn't say call on. We don't want to go down in the water. We don't want to get baptized by the right the right person. The person has to be in good standing with God. Oh, yeah, they have to have the Holy Ghost. You know, that's why John the Baptist, he was the only one born with the Holy Ghost. Still in his mother's womb. And he had the only one. That's who baptized Jesus. So, because we like to say, well, it's it's still a baptism. So I'm pretty sure, you know, God would take it. He knows my heart. And that brings up, you know, David. He he was the one that said, create me a clean heart. Renew within me the right a right spirit. He corrected his mistakes. And he went through something that we, <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. He went through the same thing that we are going through today. Cause I know I've been guilty of it. He said his foot almost slipped at the prosperity of the wicked. You know, it seems like you're doing everything right, but you're not going anywhere. Seems like you're in the same spot. 
where we see other people sinning, living their best life. And then and we say worst life. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. And then we say, look at them living all lavishly. They must be in the right standing with God. You know, we could be fasting and praying, you know, because we know in the scripture, God says not to get drunk. So, we, you know, we're just, I don't know, chilling at the house or something for lack of a better example. And then we go on social media or wherever it is and we see other people going out, getting drunk, looking like they have a good time. And we might see those same people in church the next day. May have more energy, may look like they're doing a lot better than us. Our foot might slip. We say they're doing all this drinking, you know, they they look fine, energetic. While I'm over here with bags under my eyes trying to do the right thing. But we can't let our feet slip. We have to make ourselves a living sacrifice. And one thing I always try to say or I always say is not my will, but your will. God's will. And I always pray that I mean that because a lot of people can actually mean that. But when the situation presents itself, they feel a lot differently. I know we like to say, show me that same energy. Well, we have to show that same energy to God when that situation arises. I think we have a whole, I mean, another comment. Roderick says a whole lot of preaching and singing, but no anointed. Yep. We, you know, a lot of us choose to go to church for the wrong reasons. Like, oh, the music sounds great just the way that the people get into it and that's a good thing because like tony i too like to hear the music i'm not too big on singing but i love to hear the music and feel the the presence of god around me and that's a good thing but what is the preacher teaching because that's how that's the only way we're going to make it into heaven we know what these scriptures mean and being motivated good thing to be motivated that's not what is what's going to get us into heaven. It's a good thing to hear the music, but that alone is not what's going to get us into heaven. Nothing is wrong with those things at all, but we have to know these scriptures. So I see that we don't have any more comments. So as my weekly, weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies on Mondays now, every 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. It's a good message each and every single week. Again, I hope to see you guys there. So rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And one more time, count it all joy. Again, there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if God blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you.
Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.